Hey, my Travel Ones podcast fam, lucky to have Brian Ringhold and Jonathan Spear of Play. What's that little background about Play? Sure. Uh, <laughs> happy to share with, with you know, Ryan and I can, can, can tag team here too, but, you know, Play was started, you know, just like it sounds from the name. We, we're, we're, so many of the, the brands out there have always stood for, for fight, compete, win, and they want to they want to beat you up, and, and we saw an opportunity for a brand in the marketplace that was it was all about play. We think the world needs more fun. I agree with that one. You know, the, the interesting thing I thought about your company was you, you reverse engineered it from the kid standpoint, which most footwear companies, I don't, I don't know if any company that, that that said, hey, what's best for the kid's foot? And now you're starting to get into adult, or you have been for a while, but getting into more of the adult line. Is that, was that on purpose, or how did that start out? It was. I mean, I, you know, a lot of it just comes from the inspiration, you know, certainly from a design standpoint and, and speaking as a, you know, a creative and, and I think fellow creatives would understand this is that there, there's a beauty in, in the mind of uh, kids in terms of problem solving and, and ideation. Um, you know, Picasso famously said that everyone's born an artist and the challenge is remaining one as you grow older. Yeah. And, um, you know, from that standpoint of inspiration, um, you know, Starting with kids is, uh, and as Jonathan mentioned, with the notion around play and everything that goes with that in terms of your environment and with one another and, and with, you know, projects you're working on and concepts, um, it really makes sense to start with kids. Well, and, and like I said, I mean, uh, with my background, I, I know a lot, of pe- a lot of companies don't start with, you know, how does it, this affect a kid's foot, which is totally different and, and obviously growing, you know, versus just making uh, an adult size shoe and making it smaller and just going from there. It's a little bit, it's a little bit different. Yeah. And I mean, you know, sheepishly, you know, having been in the industry for a long time, I have to admit that, um, you know, there's, there's a mantra of uh, shrink it and pink it when it comes to kids product. Yeah. Uh, Not a, not a whole lot of thought uh, typically went into making kids product. And so that was a real opportunity, but it also was a, a lead into the idea of inclusive design and, you know, which is the notion of designing something for an extreme use case, an outlier, and then you end up making a better product for everybody. Um, and that's very much been the case with, with us from the get go and, and leading into, you know, as we've grown and, and evolved as a company, as, as we do as kids into adults, um, that's, that's very much led the way in terms of how we think about the product that we're creating. Yeah. yeah now I, I noticed you have your, your factory uh, is based in Vietnam. How, mm-hmm. how often? How often do you guys go over there? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, always, always, always more than we would like to. I think uh, not because I love being there, but obviously the the trek and getting over there is not not the easiest. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm over in Asia between four four to six times a year on average. It can be more, um, but four to six typically. Okay. And, and obviously that, like you said, that's what a twenty-hour flight each way, roughly. It's it, well, Vietnam is is a couple flights and then a long yeah. drive, um, and we're also uh, in Taiwan uh, on occasion because our, our sample factory is there. So it's between the two places. I got you. So unlike Ryan, I get lucky. I'm only there two or three times a year. And, um, <laughs> I will tell you, I, I love being there. I don't love getting there. It's always the uh, same old story for all of us, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, why did you choose Vietnam? I mean, out of I mean, there's Bangladesh, there's India, there's China, there's a lot of and Cambodia. There's a lot of different factories that you could work from. Why did you choose the ones in Vietnam? 
uh, a couple reasons. One, one is relationship. Yeah, the factory that we work with, I've worked with um, in past really? lives many times over, over the last, call it two decades plus. Um, and, and so obviously relationship goes a long way and, and I, yeah. I regard them as being arguably the best uh, in Asia for what they do. Um, and the other part of it is, you know, we're, we're certainly concerned about the footprints that we leave on the earth. And uh, a big thing that isn't thought about is what's the energy uh, source for, for manufacturing. And that's typically the largest component of, of impact in the world and manufacturing is just where is the energy, energy coming from. And, you know, Vietnam uh, has a very large sustainable energy component. A lot of it is hydro and uh, solar and wind. And so um, from that standpoint, it makes a lot of sense to be in Vietnam. Yeah, and it, I, I knew the answer, but I want to make sure that the listeners know, because there are certain uh, countries that we avoid, the company I work for avoids for the same reason. I mean, there, there are some countries that, that don't treat their employees well and they're not as sustainable or earth friendly. Exactly. You know, the, um, it seems like a lot of your products, and and I don't think this was intentional, would be perfect and ideal for the business travelers. Meaning your, your stay lays makes it easy uh, for airports. Uh, and then you, you have a lot of waterproofing and then you even have your packables, which I thought all make perfect sense for people that are traveling for work. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, I guess it'd be a lie to say there wasn't some self-serving element in it. Um, <laughs> You're like, man, I wish I had a shoe that was waterproof. <laughs> I didn't have to un- un- untie at the airports. I could pack up easy. Yeah, I was like I said, specifically, yeah, you know, especially the, when it relates to the uh, the packable product, especially. I mean, how yeah. you know how often do you go someplace and you're kind of stuck with the choice of which which one do I take? And and shoes can be bulky, and it's you know it's all about space in your bag, right? So getting exactly. one shoe that's you know versatile, you can wear it to the office, you can wear it out at night, you can exercise in it, uh, but it also crushes down to nothing. Um, it was just written up actually in, in Esquire this month as the lightest travel shoe on the market. You know that that kind of stuff is uh, is for sure right up the alley of the business traveler, anyone else on the road. That's what I was thinking. Like I literally, I literally just this weekend talked to. Uh, uh, a girl who's on the U.S. bobsled team, and she's going from her house in the Seattle area to Lake Placid, New York, directly to Belgium, and then directly to Los Angeles, and then and then home back to Seattle. And so she has that issue of what shoe should I bring for the different yeah. weathers, and you know how much how much weight do I need to carry, and everything else. Yeah, and that was really the inspiration from the whole compression bag that it comes with, right? Because you, you squeeze in, the air comes out, and it packs flat like a pancake. Yep. Um, and that, you know, the, as somebody who only travels with carry-on, I can tell you, like, that's just been it's just been amazing to, to have, have that product again for, for <laughs> if nothing else, purely self-serving reasons. Well, like I said, I, uh, same reason for me. Like, I was looking at the product, and I'm showing my wife, because we were talking about uh, a trip to Tokyo early next year. And we were just saying we want a backpack. We don't want to carry a whole bunch of stuff. And I showed her the shoes. I'm like, I think we just found our our solution here. So it's, it's, a, it's a good deal. I love it. Well, thanks. Especially Which, when, when you're doing one of the, uh, the the dual purpose trips. If you're going someplace for business, but you're staying a while. Well, yeah. You know, yeah or, I'll, I'll stop in Hawaii on the way. See my accounts in Hawaii, and then we'll finish the trip, uh, going over to Tokyo, and then come back. There you go. So it's uh, you got to have 
packability and versatility, right? Yep, exactly. Well, and, and amazingly enough, she, my wife's always available for the Hawaii trip. <laughs> I don't know. Funny that. Her, her schedule just opens up every time. I, I don't even know what I'm going in. It, it's just open. So, I'm sure you have you have similar issues with your children. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, one thing I was going to say is, now that, you know, I mean, you have trade shows, you have the Magic. I don't know if you guys go to Magic, but there there are other footwear trade shows. Um, and then all that, you have your launch parties. You guys are traveling more than just your, your couple trips to Vietnam and back. How, how much other travel are you guys doing for, for owning a, a footwear company? Uh, I mean, I'm comfortably 1K every year. <laughs> that puts it into perspective. Um, you know, like we were just, gosh, I was just in um, – I'm so I'm actually headed to Taiwan on Monday. Uh, I just got back from um, actually amazing, uh, amazing just to be invited, but to, from uh, Necker Island, uh, which is which is really hard to get to from California, especially San Francisco. It's three flights and a boat, um, <laughs> so that's that's a trip onto itself. It's like 24 hours. I think it's like farther to get there than it is you know in the Caribbean than it is to get to yeah. Asia. Probably the total fun, travel yeah. time. It, it is. It is. I'll admit that. Um, but uh, but then before that we were in, we were in London because we just did this uh, this launch with uh, Richard Branson which is ties back to the, the Necker Island Necker Island yeah um, where where we're outfitting uh, the entire crew for Virgin Voyages um, so that was you know the launch party at Fashion Week in London so you know that's just an example of the last like what, month and a half two months uh, yeah so a, a bit <laughs> so losing so, so, track of Ryan time Ryan about three four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what day it is. What is today? <laughs> exactly. The day after Halloween. That's all I know. All right, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, so my next question would be, how do you guys balance family life and kids and wives and friends and family and with with being gone so much? Yeah, I, I mean, from my side, I'm I'm fortunate to have you know an amazing support structure, and that, that includes you know my wife, and especially since she likes to travel herself, and so certainly there's places I'm going where she'd love to go, um, and obviously that doesn't that doesn't happen frequently um, yeah. when it's business, but um, she's super supportive. Uh, also, we're really fortunate to have um, she's the youngest of eight, Ooh. and so uh, they're all here in the Bay Area near us and so there's a uh, you know an amazing support structure and so that makes you know i'd be lying to say that that, that doesn't make all the difference in the world yeah i'd say from yeah. my end you know we all those of us who travel a lot you know it's you know if you love travel you also tend to gravitate towards towards jobs where you where you travel and for sure we're in that category yeah. it's not not a coincidence i'm on the road a lot and, you know i think what what makes it all worth it's the trips we take together as a family you know and i we did go over to Asia and, and actually on two different trips uh, to Asia, I've brought uh, my wife and our son and, you know, fantastic to, to show uh, my son the world, uh, yeah. to, see it, to see Asia, Tokyo and, and Vietnam through his eyes um, has, has, you know, a real thrill. Uh, obviously have loved all the travel we do over the years with my wife and, and those times make up for a lot. It's, it's uh, quality. You cannot, uh, cannot replace the, those times. I think yeah, I have I have two daughters. They're they're they both graduated college now. But uh, even when back when they were in high school and I was traveling, it was nice for them to come out and see what I do. So when I had to go, they knew 
you know, it, they knew I was driving six, seven hours up to the Bay Area again, and I was sleeping in a hotel and moving every night, you know. And even going to Hawaii, I have I have accounts on four different islands. So it's not like I'm going to, you know, Waikiki Beach and sitting on the beach for four days. I'm literally going from Oahu to the Big Island to Maui to Kauai and taking my samples with me. And so when, when they get to go with me, you know, they get to see that. That, that helps. Uh, we had a lot of fun when I took uh, when I took my boy to the to the factory. Uh, they put up a, a big old sign and, and a photo of him on the wall and a big sign, "Welcome, Max." Oh, and, that's cool. Uh, you know, to to see where Dad does does work over there, but also just to to feel all special. What what a fun time for for a nine year old at the time. Oh, absolutely. That makes a big difference. The other thing, I, like for me, I, and I've talked to a couple of the business travelers, is when I'm home, like every week that I'm home. It's, we have to do my wife and I have to do a date night mm-hmm. to, just to keep keep her because I'm like I'm leaving next week so it's just like you guys going you know you're going to Taiwan it's, it's the same way so it's like try and make make the home time a little more special that's just one of the things I've heard yeah and no, I think that's critical you know, um now that you guys I mean like you're you're doing like major long trips what do you fill your time with are you doing work? Are you watching movies? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to radio? How do you fill up the 20 hours of travel time? Uh, I think there's enough time for all of it. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a whole day, you know, so He's it's like, like whatever yeah. you do in the course of a day. <laughs> seen, seen every movie, gotten every email done, you know, uh, you know, a whole host of things. I, th- I think the big, you know, the big thing for me is I certainly as a, as a, um, you know, the designer, I think it's really critical to be, um, you know, plugged into everything that's happening to the extent that you can be um, in the world around you. And that's, that's a, a big part of that is just reading and consuming as much information and, and be it articles or whatever medium it is as you can. And, and a lot of times that ends up feeling um, not so much like work, but more just like something you feel like you need to do. But then if you're doing that, then you're neglecting some other duty that needs to be done. And so I find that on the flight, it ends up being a really great use of time to, you know, just kind of catch up on all of that. Yeah. Without, without feeling like I'm, I'm shirking some work, you know, I'd go, go ahead, Jonathan. I said, I'd go, I'd go modern and, and classic with the answer, which is to say, I am, I'm absolutely loving podcasts these days. It's just, it's just fantastic. You know, obviously being here, you know, and being part of it, but, but, you know, just being able to, in small batches of time on the plane, downtime, you know, listening to some information, learning about the world, hearing people talk. I think it's fantastic. And then the classic version, not to beat the good book. Yeah. Which, which I, I see less and less people doing on the planes. It's interesting. Cause it's, it's, it's all the kids are on their phone and it's just the way it works. And then you'll see, I see the business professionals with their laptops open. So it's just interesting. A book is a is, is a good thing, though. I, I wonder are, are, how bad are you guys now? I find myself doing this all the time, but I mean, obviously, are you just like constantly staring at people's feet and seeing what they're wearing? <laughs> it's a it's it's an occupational hazard for sure, right? <laughs> it's it's impossible not to. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm obviously I'm the same way. It's like I'm, I'm always looking down. My wife's like, what are you doing? I go, oh, she's got the, ugh, look at those boots. I'm like, hey. Uh. I'll tell you, Pete, last night we were out trick-or-treating, as as one does. We were walking out <laughs> yeah. with the boy. And I, I barely have to glance anymore. So, yeah, those are my shoes. Those are my, and, and you know, my wife's, like, shocked because it was a, a glance, you know, a millisecond. 
Yeah. You just, uh, you know, you see them going by, you can't help but to notice. It's just, it's just what we do, right? Well, especially if you have your, uh, your Abra wa- uh, glow-in-the-dark shoes. That would be cool. <laughs> Those would Those stand you can out. see down the block. This was Twilight, <laughs> so actually it's, uh, it's even trickier, but you bet that the glow-in-the-dark will do it. <laughs> exactly. What, what fun things do you guys have coming up that you can talk about other than you know, going to Necker Island and meeting Spurgeon Branson? And... <laughs> uh, that's pretty fun unto itself. You know, I think th- that partnership has been amazing, and, and, you know, we're excited for the launch. The, the, um, uh, I, I don't know that I'm overstepping and saying it. I, ho- I hope not. But the, they're, they're taking delivery on, on, their, on the ship, uh, you know, toward the end of the year, beginning of next year. Um, and so that, and that's when all the the crew will get the the shoes from us, and and so we're super excited about that. And I think the first the first uh, voyage departs from Miami in April. So um, you know there's there's a lot of time between now and then with that, and, and so there's just a, uh, that's going to be a really exciting thing. And so at, toward the end of the year, the beginning of the year, um, we may have to be forced to go to uh, to Italy to, to oversee the. Oh, the, uh, the unveil, of launch of the boat, the birthing of the boat, or whatever the you know, terrible champagne, champagne on the bow, or whatever they do. <laughs> you know, if you guys are too busy, <laughs> I could, I could exactly. potentially fill in for you guys just just for that trip. And if you ever need to go back to Necker Island, you know, I, I have a guest that that had to, it's so weird because I have another guest that has, has rescheduled on me because. He had to go to Necker Island, and then he was going to Nepal and you know, a whole bunch of stuff, crazy stuff. Yeah, the, the the secret is that you know Richard Branson has it out for your podcast. He's like looking to schedule people, your guests <laughs> to go, and so they have to reschedule. That's just uh, I, I guess I shouldn't say, but that's he was telling me all about it. Damn, you definitely weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> Sorry, can't believe it. But now at least I know. <laughs> now I'm going to brag. See, the question for us is what What did you do to him? What, what did you say? Get, getting blackballed by Richard Branson. This is terrible. Or, excuse me, Sir Richard Branson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the other hand, congratulations. Well, right? I mean, I guess it could be worse. There's, there are other nights I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be blackballed by with, I guess. Paul McCartney, you know. So, what, so what part of uh, traveling do you not like? Other than the, the 24-hour plane rides, what 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 is it? Just the boredom, or just you know? For, I don't know. For me, it's it's the little things. I, I think that there's 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 things that even after all these years, I, I are cause minor anxiety for me. And I think one of those things, like I I have this thing is like I really want to get on the plane as soon as I can and just be settled, yeah. even if it means you know being there before everyone else boards and. Um, everyone has their own little, you know, idiosyncrasies in in, yeah. in the process. But um, you know, that that for me is like one of the things. Like, I just want to be get on the plane as soon as I can and just be be settled. Then I can calm down. You know what I mean? Um, I do. So that, it's, it's like even though, yeah, I mean, even though it's not like obviously there's like the long flight and there's a lot of other things that you can you can get into. But it's it's little things like that that end up being the the bigger concern for me. You know? I hear you. I, I'm I'm kind of the same way. For me. For me, I need window seats, and but most of my flights are, aren't 20 hours, so I mean, maybe that would change. You know, I'm going to Denver, I'm going to Dallas, I'm going to you know, Florida. I might have a four or five hour flight, but that's about it. So I like window seats, and I want to get there just so I can put my bags. I want to be able to put my bags close to me. That's it. Yeah, so we would travel. We would travel. 
we would travel well together. I, I like the aisle seats, so it would work out well. <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep. We'll, we'll just put stuff down in the middle, <laughs> like we're saving it for for somebody. We'll be set. What's your What's your What's your idiosyncrasy, Jonathan? Do you have one? Uh, you know, as long as I'm I'm flying the airline where I have status, you know, I, I tend to be pretty pretty cool about things. I, I may be a glutton for punishment, but I just in, I just enjoy it. I, I like traveling. It's even the airplane time, sort of some of the only time I have just to be absolutely by myself, yeah. um, which, again, sounds odd in a, in a, you know, tiny little cylinder full of other people. Uh, it, but, no. You know, yeah. yeah. I told you. canceling that. headphones, and, and whether it's a podcast or getting work done or, or, or watching the movie, it's, um, I, I kind of, I kind of enjoy it. And in fact, you know, look forward to the, to the personal travel. We just got back from a trip to Costa Rica as a family and go to Mexico at the end of the year. And, um, you know, so so I think as long as I as long as I snag my my uh, airline where I have a little status, uh, then you know can get a comfortable seat, then then everything else I'm kind of good, kind of good. Well, that was what I was going to ask you. Do you guys tend to fly on the same airline, so you you do rack up the miles? I mean, mo- most do, but I know yeah, I typically, do. typically. Actually, in fact, you know, it's interesting. We just um, we we have a group of friends who go every year to Jazz Fest, and. Uh-huh. Um, Schedules just haven't worked in the past, but we've made a commitment to go this this coming year, which would be eighth April um, of next year. And we went ahead and, and booked flights, and it was on a different airline than I almost always travel on. Yeah. And it, like that, that was that was very concerning. I'm like, what is this going to be like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, for, for me, I'm, I'm mainly a, uh, pretty much a West Coast guy, so I, I, I fly Southwest a lot, mm-hmm. and I've got my points and, and this and that. And my in-laws live in, in Las Vegas, so it's easy flights for my wife. But there are flights like going to Hawaii. They didn't, they didn't have Southwest Hawaii. Um, even going up to like I had to I had to go to Montana, so I had to take United or Delta. And it was it was yeah, you know, it was just like you. I was like, oh okay, I don't know I don't know the terminals as well. I don't know where I'm going in and out. Whereas the Southwest, it's just like let's go. Yeah, exactly. As a company, do you guys? Are you, are you mindful of the, the of the points that you accrue? As, as I guess you know, I, I know the the guys that go overseas for for our company, they, they do it on their private, and then obviously they reap the, the benefits of, of the miles for, for the for the private stuff that the company pays for. So I don't know, is that something you guys even think about, or is it just you got to go? I mean, most of our most of our travels because. You know, we just work. need to get there, and so it's yeah. you know, I, I you know, for me, I think about the the, the airline choice is, is kind of just that you're able to get you know your 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 window if you need a window, your aisle if you need an aisle. It just means you get there more rested, and you come back more rested, and it's it's all just kind of better, you know, for the rest of your week. So that's kind of my main driver, um, you know, versus the whole points thing. Um, every now okay. and then, we'll do a company offsite. And we'll go someplace, and we'll just cash in points on on things like that. Okay. Um, and sort of yeah, benefit exactly. the points. That that's kind of more our model. Uh, but also, in our company, there's not a whole ton of travelers. It's really you know just just Ryan's team, you know, in in uh, design and development, and myself. You know, being being mostly a direct consumer company, we're actually these days not spending a lot of time at the shows. So it's oh, really okay. more the the launch events and and the different kinds of stuff we're doing. You know, on Ryan and my side. On, on your end, Jonathan, um, I was going to ask you about that you know, because you are a direct to consumer, 
and, and yeah, I mean, you have some brick and mortar with, with Nordstrom's, but I mean, I would think the majority of your business is direct to consumer. Is that correct? Uh, definitely, large large majority, and, and that's how we that's how we started up. We we were kind of one of a generation of companies that was uh, born in this in this digitally native era. Yeah. And actually, my background's tech. I mean, the way I met Ryan, Ryan has a you know long footwear background, but you know, he and I met and, and really started getting excited about the future of retail. What, what's this going to look like next? Uh, which you know, with his his gift for product and brand, and then and then together thinking about where future uh, retail is going. Uh, we launched online, and that's uh, a huge percent of what we do. Yeah. And obviously, Nordstrom's been a great partner on the kids side. Uh, you know, and, and that's important because kids grow and you want to measure their feet and all that. But um, really, everything else we're doing is, uh, is direct consumer. And, and I, I know because my industry is similar, but we just had a boot company come out called Tecovis. And mm-hmm. they're direct cons- to, direct to consumer boot company. And they, they hit it hard. I mean, really hard. They were on ESPN advertising and, and obviously on social media and they were everywhere for a while while they got started. It was a big deal in our industry. Well, there's been a lot of press about, you know, no secret that there's a lot of change going on in the industry. And, uh, you know, that can be really tough, I think, for, for the established, you know, kind of players who have, especially a lot of retail investment, you know, in, and, you know, physical storefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for the new brands that start to join native, it, it's really you know, exciting time. You can put product out there. You can have a national audience from, from day one, even an international audience uh, from day one. And, uh, you know, it leads to a lot of different kinds of opportunity. It's why partnerships for us, you know, things like what we're doing with Virgin, those are super exciting ways to, to get the word out and all that, that sort of thing. But it, it does shift, you know, where you spend your time and, and what kinds of things you focus on. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, I mean, out of, out of percentage-wise, what, what percentage is, is kids' business versus adults? Oh, almost all of, um, you know, these days, uh, you know, as, as you know, kind of in the industry, like kid is, uh, you know, generally a, a pretty small fraction of most companies. Uh, for us, because we started in kid, it's, it's always, you know, been stronger. It's going to be stronger. Yeah. But it really kind of adult has, has overtaken and, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of an exciting place to be because now it's not, you know, a product for one person in the family. It's a product for everyone in the family. Sure. I, well, I, I'll give you an example. Like 50% of our footwear is kids still. And then it's literally almost 25 and 25 between men's and women. And men's is a little bit heavier. It's probably about 30 and, 30 and 20. But um, with women's being very still very difficult to, to nail down of what women want as far as fashion boots. And <laughs> I thought you were talking in the, in the larger context. Yeah, it, yeah, but the kids are are steady for us. I mean, they're we we we, uh, we kind of focused on it, and kids always need new shoes. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. the way it is. So I, I thought it was very smart that you guys did that. That's that's why it's another reason why I was excited to talk to you guys. So I, in the world of you're a digital, digitally based company, or what do you call it, native digitally or dig, digital native? Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't have social social media influencers in the kids' brains. So, I mean, because I know a lot of the adult brands would, would try and tie on to a celebrity or whatever and get a social media influencer to, to you know, wear their shoe and wear it out, that type of thing. But 
being in kids, that'd be a little bit different, I would think. Yeah, it, it's been one of those things where, you know, we actually have a lot of um, a lot of big celebrities, kids who who wear play shoes. Yeah. Um, but we've taken the line that, you know, the kids didn't sign up to be celebrities and, and have paparazzi, and um, we don't want to, you know, further that. And so even though there's, you know, there's lots of photos out there of, of you know, celebrities, kids wearing play shoes, we, we don't believe in promoting that, um, which is, you know, obviously plus and minus it's i think it's good for the kids um not as good for for us from a marketing standpoint but i think that's the right thing to do well it, and as long as you get out that you don't do that before those reasons i think it could turn into a benefit so obviously you know anybody listening to the podcast will hear that <laughs> well I mean, but, I mean you have to look at alternative things right i mean as far as using influencers or if you don't have your your brick and mortar stores you know, you're fighting Amazon, Zappos, you're fighting all the other big digital companies for space. Yeah. I think, I think one of the, you know, one of the big assets of, of being direct to consumer and digitally native in particular is it gives you uh, a, a tool for, for engagement and interaction with your, um, you know, with your, your audience, with your consumer group. Right. And so they become yep. really partner partners with you in what you're doing and building. And so it's a very much of a there's a simpatico in that relationship, and it, it grows and it's nurtured. And so in in place of you know maybe having the the exposure of, of a retail space, we have you know lots of customers who are who are sharing and and um, on social media their experiences with the brand and what they like and don't like, and then we respond to that, and then you know, that creates greater engagement, and it really informs what we do in our strategy with a product standpoint and and. Um, where we're going and what we can do better, and um, and it's great to hear what people are really happy about too. When you you also have, I think the other thing you're doing is is interacting with your consumers, you know, with especially with the kids, with the different uh, customization things that you that you provide, with as far as the Velcro tabs and all that kind of thing, where you can they can interchange them, and, and that's that's kind of cool for the kids to to, to have some kind of say. What's come on recently? It's been really fun is the ability for, for people to print their own components. Yeah. So we've launched pretty recently a, a, a designer tool where someone can go in and, and, you know, literally upload, you know, their own art, um, you know, drawings, photos, and, and have that printed and then, you know, arrive at their place pretty quick in the mail. And that, that's just been a lot of fun seeing the kind of things that we're creating. Because I know that, uh, there's another very old-based company here, Converse, that allows you to customize their shoes online. They have that tool. Uh, you guys have seen that, but where they allow you to change it, and that you guys—I mean, that's—I think that's very cool for you guys to do. I like—I like that idea. Yeah, well, the, the fun thing—I mean, the really fun thing for us is this, you know we print it uh, here in Sausalito, um, here in California, and so you know to see the the stuff actually coming off the printer and going out is is pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree. What's the best way? I appreciate the time. I'll let you guys enjoy your weekend. But what's the best way for people to to reach out and see what you got going on and and, and find you guys? Hey, thanks thanks for asking. That's a, that's a great thing to mention. It's uh, it's play dot co. It's really on our site, uh, plae dot uh, co. And uh, yeah, happy for people to come check us out. And on Instagram, it's go play. I think. That's right. That right. And Twitter, go play. Go play. Go play on Instagram. Go play on uh, Twitter. 
or LinkedIn. That's just play and uh, and uh, Facebook as well. Well, perfect. I appreciate the time, guys, and enjoy your your trips. I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing your your uh, your pictures or anything you have from Necker Island, of course. <laughs> well, thanks, me. I look forward to, to sharing a row with you when you take the the window, and I'll take the aisle, and we'll, we'll be good to go. Well, yeah, only if, only if uh, we can get Br- uh, Branson to uh, allow us to, you know, hang out. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get off the black, the blacklist. Uh, I'll, I'll put in a good word. Maybe if I'm wearing some of your shoes, maybe he'll let me. There you go. So I'll put in a request. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for your time. Well, thanks again, Pete. All right, thanks, thanks, Pete. Take care. Fun. Bye-bye.